Welcome in everyone to Barely Educated. We are here to preview Bears, Browns, and recap the week that was in Bears football. There's always a story, right? So I am Mark, joined as always by Chris. Chris, Hello. how are you? Uh, doing good. It's Friday, uh, end of the semester. Grades are in. I was just going to say. I'm yeah, good. I was just going to bring that up too. Like Grades are in as of yesterday. And now I'm back to working on the book project. Spent all morning Excellent. getting together my list of figures and photos and trying to figure out which ones I still need and send that to the publisher and see if they have any resources that will help. So I'm not buying Excellent. them. Some of them want museums, some museums want like 100, 200 bucks to be able to use their photo. And I'm like, just oh. how many books do you think I'm selling here, pal? <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> so well, every listener to the podcast will certainly buy your book, right? All twelve of them. No, I was kidding. Hey, <laughs> there's at up. least fifteen. Yeah. Uh, do the bots buy books? The bots buy books. That would help. <laughs> yes. Get the bots involved. <laughs> oh man, Bears, Browns, bots, Battlestar Galactica. Um. So, I guess let's recap the week that was first. Even though I sometimes feel like it's the same conversation every week, there's always like a new angle to it or a new article with new sources and i think that's kind of what we had this week with the gms yes i think it was seven anonymous gms not former like lombardi who's brutal on the bears and actually mm -hmm. just kind of in general the whole montez sweat thing is hilarious now he's so against it and it's like working out really well so really well. take your yeah. l lombardi <laughs> uh but current gms and why don't you Give us a quick recap of what that article said that was the sure. juiciest part. Because I think you're the one who sent it to our group chat, right? Um, I don't think so. Nate? I thought it was Cousin Nate. Yeah, pretty, I mean, it's probably Cousin pretty Nate. Pretty much, sure. yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, it, if it was thoughtful and insightful, it probably wasn't me that sent it. So yeah. It was probably Cousin Nate. Yes, if it was funny, sure. it was Buddy Brian. <laughs> Buddy Brian? And if it was really, really in-depth breakdown for 20 straight messages out of the blue, <laughs> it was former student Tim. Shut up, Tim. We love you. I, I actually think Tim. the Chargers should hire former student Tim as the GM based that's on his That's not a bad team. idea. Now that that's open. Better than yeah. what they've been doing. Yeah, that job is available. We can talk about that later, too, maybe if you want, just with the Bears connection with Staley. But anyway, uh, yeah, so Charles Robinson uh, from Yahoo Sports uh, posted this article, Bears trading Justin Fields, GMs explain why it's the best route and where compensation could land. So he talked to seven current general managers about uh, what they would do and what they expect the Bears to do with uh, Justin Fields. And seven out of seven said you move on from him and you draft Caleb Williams with the number one pick. So that's definitely... Uh, conversation worthy or uh uh diving into that a little bit more so did that surprise you that seven out of seven not really actually um i mean in the sense that anything unanimous with a large enough sample can be somewhat surprising i'm not at all surprised in this sense then that if it was six out of seven i wouldn't have been even remotely surprised right mm -hmm. the, the idea that the overwhelming majority of the people whose job it is to think long-term, big picture, cost and opportunity, uh, anal analyze like how much we got to pay and win and all those things. I'm not at all surprised that they overwhelmingly would say to move on. I'm a tiny su bit surprised that it's unanimous, but I'm not 
that surprised even there because the math doesn't favor Justin and uh, and all the people who want to keep him. I understand the dynamic athlete, the good character. We've talked a ton about all of this, and right. I love Justin. The math doesn't work in his favor at all. And Ryan Poles' job is probably number one on this decision to think of the long term and the big picture. Yes, plus drafting Caleb Williams would buy him some extra time too <laughs> as yeah. general manager, and, most and, likely. You know, and I listened to Robert Mays and Chase Daniel on the athletic football show they have an episode out on uh on herber and then the next topic was fields they're finally time stamped which is awesome because these are like an hour and a half long and now they're time stamped so you can just yeah, go right good. to the part you want um and robert mays is making all the sense in the world there chase daniel he's kind of all over the place for me as he's getting his feet wet in the gig i feel like mm-hmm. he's way too positive about everything and doesn't see the big picture well at all as a former player maybe he'll grow into it but Anyway, Robert Mays put it this way, and I thought that was very, very telling. He said, the problem is if you don't know with Justin Fields now, you've only got a year and then fifth-year option, so two tops. Before you've got to pay him, the current estimate would be right around $44 million, 43, high 43s to 44, which probably actually goes up by the time you do it as well. And I said, man, that's a lot of money for a guy who's yep. all over the place. Can't do it. And he said, but if you pick a rookie, you've got four years to figure out if you have to pay him. Very and it's true. like, dang, that is the simplest, easiest way to put it. You're still <laughs> trying to evaluate fields. You're running out of time. If you reset it, you're not running out of time. And honestly, guys, as much as I love him and as exciting as he is, the same flaws are still fatal. They're still there. He's out of time. He just is because you have the number one pick. You're not having the right, conversation right, right. if you have the eighth pick and the tenth pick. The opportunity is there. The smart move, the good move is to reset and again if you don't know whether he's the guy yet or not that is your answer that's a very good gotta get over it if you don't know by now then the answer is he's not worth keeping over the number one pick qb yeah that that makes all the sense in the world now the the bears locker room seems to love justin if they they do if they they moved on from him would you anticipate problems there because i don't think i would i think they would understand and uh well i think you just they have to get over it and be professionals right Right, be professionals yeah that's the mean and it's not like his play's been so overwhelmingly amazing that everyone's gonna be like this is a travesty and what if you what if you send him to atlanta he's like i'm going home and he's like got nothing but good things to say about how involved he was in the trade and i mean there's ways you can kind of yeah. help mitigate any locker room angst but look if your culture is so great that you're so stinking proud of then you, this shouldn't be a factor true yeah but i do i do love his character and how he's above all the noise and he's not like turn off the tvs my poor little <laughs> feelings you know like justin's got the strength of personality and his answer the other week about um what he does to like about where he finds meaning and all that like that was great there's so much i still like about him but the opportunity and the cost and the time are the dominant criteria here unless his play goes through the roof and even when he's good it's still kind of all over the place he was terrible for the second quarter last week yeah it's just too much like ebb and flow that doesn't suggest to me that it's going to click to the degree that you ignore that you have the number one pick yeah number one pick is definitely the uh 
the 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 wild card, the determining factor, all that fun stuff. And I just um, saw a thread the other day where it was like Caleb Williams in the pocket, and it's like four minutes of him making quick reads right on the money. For all the people who think he's only improving, he's, he's mm. so much better than that. If he passes the character concern check, he's the guy. And he's what twenty one, so he's still young too. Those other guys like JJ is also young, but I think no, hang on. JJ McCarthy's young, but he doesn't have the body of work at all. And uh, Drake May's pretty young, but the other guys like Penix, it's a pen people. Penix. Someone <laughs> tell Adam Johns it's Penix. And Daniels and your guy Bo Nix, they're all like, we got hey, to play whoa. an extra year from COVID thing. So they're like 24 by the time they take the snap. And I think that'll factor in. They're Justin's age. Why is he my guy, Bo Nix? Because you sent one text one time. How about did how I good get he Bo Nix? Back in November 2023. I'm the last guy to hold that against you. It's fine. Yeah. I was just kidding around. But, uh, you know, Caleb's young too. And I think it's it's maybe paralysis by analysis if we don't think he's the guy at the top of this class just because he had a, a, a worse, not bad, a worse year with a much worse supporting cast. Or, oh, that's going to happen in the NFL. This supporting cast the Bears have put together suddenly doesn't look that bad. No, it doesn't. I mean, they got a few things to fix. But so, again, it's just it's just math and timing, man. I, it, like, I'm just going to repeat it 100 times because that matters more than any of the rest of the factors. Were you surprised at all by the, uh, the compensation the GMs uh, suggested in this article? Do you remember what, the, what those were? I can go through those real quick for you if you want. Yeah, do it. Uh, sure. GM, that'll help the listener too. Yeah, GM one, a second round and a fourth round pick, pending a good finish to the season. Oh, he doesn't need to finish that good. That's almost irrelevant. GM two, a second round pick, pending a strong finish to the season. So these guys are really going to base that on four or five games. See, that's just stupid. That's exactly like what I'm trying to tell everyone to quit doing about the QB and the coach. Yeah, and these are. Uh, Body of work, not you know, one month. Right, right. GM3, a third round pick plus another late round pick that could escalate one round based on performance. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> I, I think uh, we have enough. Uh, no, they're all wrong. Um, it'll at least be a second and something else. But Sam Darnold went for a second and a fourth. Yeah, that's what surprised me. And even uh, someone in our chat mentioned that Chase Claypool got a second. You're going to tell me Justin Fields wouldn't be worth more than a wide receiver? Like, who Yo, hadn't really Look proved at all much the quarterbacks playing this week. Yeah. Pittsburgh's quarterback situation, terrible. Minnesota's, hey, well, it depends. Cousins a free agent. Careful with your Sorry, Mitch besmirching, my friend. That's yeah, two digs on Mitch on the day. <laughs> Minnesota does not have a QB on of NFL caliber, and there's not one signed for next year yet. Now they oh, can sign yeah. cousins, but they don't mm-hmm. have one right now. Now you get Burrow comes back, but the Bengals are also starting a scrub for now. But there's enough quarterback needy teams. Atlanta comes to mind. Does Seattle need a quarterback? The uh, the rose, you know, the bloom fell off the rose pretty quick up there Maybe. on old Geno. I feel mm-hmm. like, and, and and some of them are styling themselves as legitimate contenders. I think he goes for way more than third in a conditional. Get out of here. Yeah. Have you seen the quarterback market? I mean, that's just <laughs> willfully ignoring the most recent major 
quarterback trade with a young player, Darnold, mm-hmm. who is like half as good as Fields. Is the fact that he's got one more year before the fifth-year option, could that weigh into it at all in their minds, do you think? Sure, but wasn't that the case with Darnold, too? I don't know. I don't remember. You know, it's – I mean, assuming he's got more than one suitor, Poles has proven pretty good at maximizing value on these things. I mean, if he knows Atlanta and let's just say Seattle both want fields, then he's going to hold one of them hostage until he gets what he wants. He'll play them off each other. He did that brilliantly with the Carolina trade. True. So, uh, yeah, I think they got that bar a little low. I mean, I think a high second plus something is probably more as a safer like expectation. But I wouldn't be at all surprised if there's a late first thrown in there just to, to win the bid. I mean, he's way better than Darnold, and that's the most recent cop. Yeah. How does all this affect the uh, the coaching decision for next year, do you think? Are they unrelated, or are they connected? I wish they were connected, and I don't know that they are. Because as you know, my biggest concern is drafting a QB and putting him with a lame duck coaching staff. Because we've done that Oh, every other time in my life, um, and it never works. But we talked about this plenty, right? Like, there's already all the smoke about keeping Eberflus. And people talk themselves into the defense playing better in the locker room and all these things. And then lo and behold, you keep the coach and draft a QB and you're out of off timeline again. If he doesn't stick around for a long time, the coach. Yeah, it's going to, there's more and more conversation about the bears possibly winning out from here. And if that happened, I, don't know how likely that is, but if they get past Cleveland this week, and we can talk about that in a minute, but if they get past Cleveland this week, that looks more likely, or, or maybe not more likely, but more possible. And man, how would you get rid of a coach who would go nine and eight after going three and fourteen the year before? If he goes nine and, and eight, they're not getting rid of him. Yeah, that one they're just not gonna like. We gotta just like I got. I'm trying to tell the Fields defenders who I, I understand they're you know their points but you're just gonna have to own up to the fact that the number one pick changes the conversation right so would nine and eight as much as i want fleece gone i'm not i would still fire him even at nine and eight if i was in charge because i don't think the ceiling is high enough but i i don't think the bears will Mm. i think we need to lose a couple and lose ugly in green bay to have a chance at it now Every week, it seems like the uh, there's some slight changes in the who might stay, who might go. And it seems like this week, it's more likely Eberflus would stay and Fields would go. Whereas last week, I would have said it's more likely Fields would stay if Eberflus would go. But I think last week, we were also busy being mad at Getsy's 15,000 screens. Yes. <laughs> he has to be gone no matter what, right? He's... Right. Okay, so you keep Flus, you draft a QB, you get a new OC. Is the QB going to make get the OC want to come here? Who's coming here if it's a lame duck coach? Frank Reich? Are they buddies enough from when he was the head coach and Flus was a coordinator? You want uh, that? Jim Caldwell? Who's coming here that's like a great coordinator given the circumstances? This is all why the process for hiring Flus was so infuriating. Maybe you do a... Uh... The Rams back in 2000, they win the Super Bowl with Dick Vermeil, then they quietly retire him and promote uh, Mike Martz from OC to head coach. Maybe can you woo someone in that way? It's like, hey, you come be our OC, and if things go well, you can be first in line to be our head coach. 
But you think Eberflus is winning a Super Bowl and retiring? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just but That's just the... Uh, but uh, why would they do that over just taking a head coach gig now? I don't know. I'm trying to make you feel better about having... I'm trying to, to, I'm trying to point out the importance of process yet again. Yeah, yeah. You suck, Chris. And I can't sit here and say as the season heads to the finish that Eberflus has been as bad as he was at the start. They're playing way better. Can I ask this, though? Why did we look totally unprepared for the first few weeks of the right. season after the training camp? Right. What's that about? We're just going to, like, let him off the hook for how bad they were before? Mm-hmm. Again, the whole body of work, not just a small sample. And, of course, Montez Sweat helps change the picture defensively. And there's just enough young players playing well that I think they're going to talk themselves into it, too. So we're going to live out my worst case scenario where you <laughs> pick the QB and keep the coach. That's where it's going until the bears prove. Otherwise it's probably smart to expect that. <laughs> You'll be so rosy when that happens though. That's going to make some entertaining, uh, entertaining listening for our faithful listeners. Yes. And then we'll, uh, we'll hire Tim's boy down there who was in Dallas. Now he's at the chargers. Well, he was, but the chargers until a few hours ago. Oh, did they uh, fire him too? Kellen Moore? I don't know. Yeah. I, well, I didn't hear I that. Did he get fired with the coach? No, actually, I don't know now that I think about it. Maybe he's interim. Maybe he's taken over, yeah. Let me check the quick uh, Google machine. Let's see, Kellen Moore. Boy, he was like the, the hot commodity a year or two ago. Well, there so... were questions. It was for a little while, and then by the end of the year, they weren't quite as convinced, right? Yeah, he, he started off great as the uh, Cowboys OC, and then, yeah, that kind of... The league did their adjusting thing, and then it seemed like he didn't have a good answer for that. And he has not done, you know, a great job with the Chargers with that QB and the weapons that they have. And last night, I was watching the game last night. Can we just Why? trade for him? Let's get him out of there. Justin Herbert? Yeah, let's get Rest him out Justin of there. Justin Herbert? Sure. Yeah. I'd be all for that. Yeah. Why aren't the Chargers doing more with Austin Eckler last night? I don't understand that. He's Is he there. still hurt? And it's like he's playing, but he's actually hurt thing. You know, maybe because he did not uh, lead the team in even in rushing attempts last night. They kept going with the. Uh... I watched very little of that game. I mean, I know we both nailed it with the Raiders scoring sixty three after scoring yeah. zero the week before. <laughs> so shout out to us. I mean, come on, what the heck, Chargers? They that covered... was the most fire me game I've ever seen a coach display. Mm-hmm. Aiden O'Connell and the Raiders dropped sixty three. Oh my gosh. They covered the over wow. by uh, by halftime. Like <laughs> that's pretty amazing. That was a great game for football enlightenment, though. The Chargers that will always be pain. Mm. They will always have a QB, and then there will always be pain. Yeah, that's been their mo for forty years now. Mm -hmm. They got Ours one. This is just pain, but theirs is have a QB <laughs> and have pain. That might be worse. That's on worse. A certain level. Yes. Yeah. That's much worse than not having the QB. And the... you think we get false hope? No, we don't. Even, we never have the QB. The false hope is even worse for them. Yeah, it's like the Vikings, right? Theirs is occasional, really good regular seasons and nothing burgers in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nuts. I can't find anything on Kellen Moore right now, so uh... I don't think it's been determined. I bet he's taken over then. That would make the most sense to me. I mean, he's. I mean, I don't know that it matters with There's Herbert. There's three games the left. Yeah, three games. How about left. the broadcast trying to sell us on Easton Stick being like interesting and good, and this is going to be worth watching during the first quarter? 
I don't like to clown the broadcast as much as some of you guys do, but I thought that was just great. Like, no, no, please, it's going to be interesting. We promise. Yeah, well, for me, the the best or most interesting thing was when they uh, dropped the line that he received an offer to play at Wheaton College. I was like, yeah, represent. He should have done it, apparently. For Christ of his kingdom, baby. I was listening to Hogan Johns while I was at uh, Jersey Mike's for lunch just now. And Johns is like, Eason Stick sounds like a baseball bat. It does, yes. Yes. I thought that too. Let me take out the old Easton Stick here. Yep. I mean, yeah, so, man, there's a... some bad teams. There's so many bad teams. I can't believe a team that is in the hunt <laughs> and potentially could still make the playoffs. It's a very small percentage chance. Also has the number one five, number five pick with their own pick, but has the number one pick. I must say, if they made Crazy. the playoffs, I would find immense entertainment out of having the one pick and being a playoff team. Like, yeah. has that ever happened? Not that I know of. Not in recent memory. And if the Eagles haven't pulled it off with all the ripoffs they've wheeled and dealed over the years. Well, yeah, it was pretty impressive. They had the ninth, tenth pick after being in the Super Bowl. Like, that's yeah. unusual in itself. Oh. Yep. So, oh, man, oh, man. All right, well, to the Bears and Browns then. Yes. No, the Mooney thing. Sorry. Oh, Mooney, Mooney. thing, yes. Yeah, so Darnell, Take it away. Darnell Mooney was interviewed uh, yesterday, I believe it was, and – really sounded like um he's ready to move on from the bears uh i sent you that video clip of it but i don't know did you get that impression from his his i mean he was given stuff like well it's out of my hands i just gotta play and catch the ball when it comes my way but it sure sounded like he he does not uh sounds like he doesn't want to be around not even that he thinks he won't be but it, it sounds like he's had enough like this system with Luke Getze and this quarterback. Just, yeah. Well, he said the last two years, because someone asked, it may have been Potash asked if it was this past year, if he's felt this way. And Mooney said, well, it's really the last two years. Uh, so yeah. that's when, so that's when Getze, Getze shade. Um, and yeah, it's, it seemed it's like nice he was, to see. Go ahead. Yeah. Throw that yeah. shade. Exactly. Exactly. So, but I mean, like, it seemed like, I, I, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I think it's it's he's resigned to do his fate that they're not going to extend him and he's ready to get out of here. Certainly, he's had a down year. I know he works really hard. He's a good another one of these guys that's like a good character guy that you you know I have no problem rooting for. I feel for him though because there's a lot of plays where I feel like he's not getting the ball when he could, mm-hmm. and some of the throws to him have been really weird. Like they yes. lost whatever rapport they had this year. It's been a mess with he and Fields. And I thought his the, the the film don't lie was kind of a shot at Fields too possibly. Mm. I don't want to stir up some controversy, but like that's like that to me when a receiver says that it sort of sounds like they're saying I'm open the ball's not getting there. Yeah. And then I look at like some of the deep shots that they've missed. It's like well, if you'd stop jumping backwards and just keep right. running. Right. Like some of it's on him, but I do feel for him. I think nobody on this roster has lost more money this year than Darnell Mooney. Yeah. That's probably there is true. not a huge big deal waiting at the end of this for him now. No, there, there still isn't. is for Jalen, and Komet already got his. Yeah, that's the thing. Like Komet has really ascended this season, um, and you, I kind of expected Mooney would have more opportunities with DJ Moore being here and taking more, um, taking more coverage and taking more attention. 
but that just hasn't worked out yeah. for Mooney. But it has for Komet, so uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it seems like Fields is only looking at those two on a lot of the plays, to be honest. That could be true. Like and when maybe... he knows he's not going through it fast enough, he just quick quick read right to DJ, right to commit type of things. I don't know. I, I can see where Mooney's coming from. It's not a great look to say it with the demeanor that he said it, though. Yeah, it was the tone think. and demeanor that were more condemning than uh, uh, the words themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not, not to be too nerdy, although we are very nerdy. I mean, you know, as human beings, 90% of what we communicate or whatever, it's super high, is the body language and the tone and not mm-hmm. the actual language itself. So, like, that, it is fair to kind of wonder about that. Yeah. We, we go now to Jay Cutler on the sideline. <laughs> uh, so... Don't care. Gosh, yeah. I love Jay. All right. <laughs> Browns. Yes. Bears. Have you seen the injury? Bad re- football. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the Browns injury report? It's like 14 players. They're, they're so banged up, it's crazy. It's like as we were building into this month, we all were like, ooh, they could go 0 and 4 or like 2 and 2, right? We were basically everybody thought they'd lose it at Detroit and lose at Cleveland, right? Mm-hmm. And then they have actually won two, should have won all three in this stretch. And you get to the Browns game and you're like, man, their, their defense is really good. We kind of stink against good defenses. And then you're like, wait, half their team's hurt now. Now mm-hmm. I don't know what to think. Yeah. Uh, today, let's see, there's three listed as out for today, according to ESPN. Juan Thornhill, the safety. Uh, Ugbo Okoronkwo. Did I say that right? Garongo, defensive, I think, is it? Yeah, yeah. defensive end. He's their second out. best pass rusher. Right, yeah. So then you can focus more on uh, Miles Garrett, who uh, I read that he he missed practice Wednesday, but it was just for, like, veteran rest, I think it was. He's been veteran. playing hurt, though. Like, he hurt his shoulder a while back. Oh. But he's, you know, he's Darnell writing it out there, right? Like, I don't care. I'm still a beast. I'll get through it. <laughs> true, true. And then uh, Jordan Kunuschik. What? I don't do they, I don't know if I'm saying that. Right I don't either. even know that I don't one. Know the, I yeah. can't help you there. He's a linebacker that's out. So that's three defensive players out. I don't know. And there's their safety. He's a stud. Delpit's out. Oh, that's not. Uh... Oh, yeah, already... from the 13th. Yeah. yeah, he's on IR. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's already on IR. And two more offensive tackles. I saw somewhere online. Yeah, Dewan Jones. Third yeah. and fifth string. If you were to think about the depth chart at the start of the season. Their third and fifth string tackles are playing yep. this week. Wow. Yeah, three – looks like three starters on the line, old line for the Browns are out. So It's just nuts. All wow. their injuries really give me pause on the whole, oh, uh, the Browns are definitely winning thing. Uh-huh. Pause. That doesn't necessarily change my pick just yet, but it's like, it's there for you, Bears. Sure is. It's your revenge game, Justin. That, that's, that's what I wanted – one thing I wanted to ask you about. What's the psychological – uh tone of this game for fields because that was he's returning to the scene of the crime he so is he's so even killed though i don't know if he cares okay you know That'd like a nice. more fiery type might care more than him but i do think this game will be one with the bears rushing attack if they win it and he's a big part of that mm-hmm. they are vulnerable there like if you look at their rate yard i mean their cumulative stats they're the best defense in the league 263 yards a game, the best passing defense in the league, 180, right in our wheelhouse. 180, wow. 
That's really and impressive these days. Still pretty wow. good against the run at 11th. But you got first, first, 11th. I know what I'd try to attack. Mm -hmm. And their beat guy was on with Hogan Johns and was saying that their biggest vulnerability is stopping quarterback running. Oh. So that's kind of interesting to think about with the Bears. Whereas you look at the Bears' offense, 21st overall, 26 in the pass, 4th in rushing. And obviously those last two stats are totally fields. Right, the lack of pass production because he's running. <laughs> yeah, to some extent. And you look at the defense when the Bears have, uh, when the Browns have the ball, and it's definitely favors the Bears' defense. Number two against the run, like where they're good, seventh rushing. The Bears are better second, mm. right? And they're both just eh, against the pass, with the pass. So like, this is a really close matchup. By the time we got to this game on the schedule, whereas you wouldn't have thought that a month ago or whatever. Um, Joe Flacco with his coming off Joe the couch, Flacco. cracking you up. Still elite? No, I don't know. <laughs> like, he's so beatable, but he could also kill you. Yep. You gotta get. He's he's a statue though, so if you can get pressure, which the Bears haven't consistently done, Again, and now with Ngakwe out, you know, inexperienced yeah. or bad tackles. True. Yeah. There for you. And yet they're awesome defensively at home. But they have not been as good defensively of late as they were at the beginning of the year, all the injuries. They're also getting back one of the premier corners in the league, Denzel Ward. So this is like, I feel like I say it every week, which maybe makes me a moron, but this is really hard to pick. I got the Lions <laughs> game right. I picked the you Bears did? to win that one. You sure did. So I'm going to punt it to you first. Oh, man. Well, uh... Oh, Vegas has the Browns favored by three, at least on the yes. CBS Sports app. Which basically means a wash, right? Because yep. the home, the home field advantage. Yep. Yep. So because of that, I'm taking the Bears, my friend. I learned last week that uh, they can beat a good team. This is a little different because it's on the road and it's, there's, it's not Jared Goff in the cold. <laughs> but nevertheless, I'm picking the Bears. Looks like it might rain as well, whatever that does to the game. I'm going to take the Browns with holding my nose because I don't feel good about it. I just I feel like it's more likely that this is just an ugly game than it is possible to predict the winner. But I'll say Cleveland, some kind of gross 19 to 13 kind of score. That would certainly help the uh, make changes at the end of the year if they lose. This yeah, maybe one. that's why I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got a slate of Saturday games. Yes. Oh, I love this time of year. I have a commencement. Wow. Oh, but I have Bluetooth and a phone. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, we have Minnesota at Cincinnati, two seven and six teams playing quarterbacks that don't wish they were playing. Bengals um, by three is the line. So same exact logic going on there. Yeah, I'm liking the Bengals there. I think uh, what's their backup's name? He's actually done. Decent. Browning has played a lot Browning, better than the yes. Minnesota QBs of late, and uh, that's all I need to pick the home team. Correct. Yeah. Agreed. But man, Minnesota's blitzing is phenomenal to watch. Sure that's is. a heck of a that's a heck of a D coordinator over there. Just don't let him be your head Boy, coach. Did Josh Dobbs, man, he felt like a meteor. <laughs> he did. Just all of a sudden, well played poof. with his his space engineering or whatever his degree is oh i didn't even know that he's wow. a literal rocket scientist oh that's a, right that's right astrophysics degree that's what it's called oh uh, look at All me right. go Beautiful. then we got tim's Steelers, seven and six at the seven and six colts on saturday i don't need to pick it but i thought it's interesting how many of these games are all three saturday games every single team 
over 500. Wow. Well, and I, don't I think it could be a wildly entertaining match if we got Denver at Detroit. I don't think the Steelers are going to be above 500 much. Mitch, Mitch just can't play. He just. I I got the Colts. They're, yeah. Yeah. I like Gardner Min- Gardner Minshew's better than Mitch Trubisky. So yeah. Oh, the pain. Denver yeah. at Detroit. Detroit by four and a half. Give me the Broncos. Detroit's playing like trash. Really I don't are. trust them against a real quarterback. That secondary is awful. Yeah, Give me Denver, and, uh, and I'll take I'll take him winning outright. Wilson has uh, rejuvenated this year. It took a few games, but it looks like Sean Payton's turning that thing around. Good for him. Yep, good coaching, man. Yeah. All right, uh, two more. Atlanta at Carolina, back to Sunday at noon. Do we still need Carolina to keep losing, or is the cushion good enough that we want Atlanta now to start losing? <laughs> oh, that's a good – well, they got a – They're ahead game. of us in the playoff race. They got a solid two game. Oh, they are. Oh, then then we. Well, do you want the Bears to make the playoffs with? Uh... I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if they don't, are they firing the coach? If much they don't, likely. are they firing the coach? Much more likely. Yeah. Uh, give me Atlanta. Carolina stinks. Forget they're, the whole Bears they're angle. They're just bad. They are just bad. And Atlanta's defense is sneaky good. That number one pick is secure. So. Yep. And then. Well, we could do two more, I guess. I said two more a second ago, but we should do the night game or the late afternoon game. I mean, Tampa, Green Bay, six and seven teams squaring off in Green Bay, but not that cold, 40 degrees. Um, so last week, Green Bay kind of returned to uh, closer to what they probably are, are after a few um, overachieving games. So isn't everybody still hurt too? They got like a ton of people out. I think is Watson still out? That does make a huge difference for Jordan Love, like he because he like, spreads the field. Not a coincidence that uh, yeah, Watson was out and Love looked eh, again. So, um, so they got on the injury report. Jair didn't has been limited. AJ Dillon is not practicing and broke his thumb apparently. Wow. Jenkins, Elton Jenkins didn't practice Thursday as we record Friday. Savage hasn't practiced. Their injury list is a mile long. My goodness. And Watson and Wicks both didn't practice or were limited depending on the day. Hmm. They're dropping like flies. Give me the bucks, even though I'm always inclined to pick against the Packers. I just, they didn't look good against the Giants. It's a short week and they're banged up. That seems to favor the road team for once Hmm. up there. I would love that. Yeah. Sounds good to me. And then, man, there are actually a ton of good games this week. Dallas at Buffalo. Uh, um, is Buffalo favored in that? I thought I saw they were like a point and a half favorite. That seems odd to me because Dallas uh, is playing the they're best. Favored by two. It's oh, in two? Buffalo. Really? Oh, that surprised me because Dallas, I, I hate to say it. Are, Forecast says 48 and potential rain. They're looking really, really good. Maybe because the Bills just beat Kansas Man, City Dallas looks in great. Kansas City. And Dak, I think the I... reason this is a fun game is we need to see Dallas against more good teams. They did just beat Philly. Yeah. Uh huh. See, do it again. Yeah. Uh, they Bills did. coming off the hilarious win against the Chiefs. And Dak has never looked this good. Props to him. Serious MVP consideration. He, he and Purdy, no matter how much you want to hate both of the the overhyped angles from years gone by, they legitimately are probably your front runners for MVP. Agreed. Absolutely. Purdy's agree. actually doing all kinds of stuff I didn't think he could do. <laughs> yeah. But I 
I'll give me Buffalo just for kicks. Dallas is due for a bounce down. Just a, you know, it's just hard to win consistently. I mean, they, that's a tough they road against coming the off Eagles. a big home win. Yeah, maybe they peaked Kinda against maybe. the Eagles, you know, so we'll see. Yeah. I would love Dallas to lose, you know, so that's fine with me. <laughs> All right, take us away, sir. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Barely Educated. Um, do you want to do a post game Sunday? After the Browns game, I can't do right after. I'd have to do later in the uh, late afternoon, I'd early have evening. To do later too. I gotta check okay. with the boss. We yes. got the kids' Christmas play at church. Oh, too close yeah. to the game ending, and then I gotta see if we're supposed to be doing anything with anyone after. All right, if well, not then sure. I'll throw it on the socials if we're able to do one or not. But uh, stay yeah. tuned there. Uh, so uh, regardless, we'll talk to you within the next week about uh, the rest of the season. Check us out on social media at barely underscore educated. We will talk to you next time. Bear down. Hang on. Breaking news. Yes? The Chargers have named Giff Smith interim head coach and JoJo Wooden interim GM. Giff and JoJo. They're making this up. Wow. Okay. There you have it, it, folks. Jeff? It's, it's G-I-F-F, but I'm calling him Giff. <laughs>